Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to the Dark Place Dreamers. It's episode four. Robert, how was this episode? It was a massive improvement on last week's episode, at least. Um, and, you know, it was just a lot of fun watching it because you could tell the people making the thing as well were just having a lot of fun making it, which is always nice. Yes, I think uh, I think they had fun, and I think I had fun watching it. Um, so I, this is one of my favorites. The only one that's better is the next one, and you'll see why. It's because it's an awesome song. Um, but this, I think, overall, this is probably the most fun um, episode. Um, but I'll not spoil the song because it's very special. So this okay. episode is essentially Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah. So the entire thing is just they took inspiration from a movie, decided to encapsulate that into an episode, um, which did happen as well a lot of the time uh, back in the 80s or even the 90s or today, whatever. But I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was just it was just weird. All of them are weird. I don't know. They, At some point, it's just I'm glad there's only six episodes. I really am because I don't think I could stomach many more of these. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's perfect that they didn't make more because they, they couldn't have maintained this low quality for so lo- any longer, you know? Like, it's, it's just yeah. perfect the way it is, you know? It didn't. It was a joke that didn't overstay its welcome, I guess. It, exactly. And I think if it went on and on, it would just be a bad show, whereas it's like a pastiche of a bad show, you know, as it is. Yeah. I think the only way they could have actually gone forward with it is if they tried to capture what recording in the 90s looked like but again, I think it was, no, it's, it's just the right size, I suppose. I think H- so. Having said that, I've only seen four episodes so far, and I'm already hitting my limit here. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to power through the next two. But you said the next one is brilliant. We'll see. It is. Uh, um, but then the next two re- reuse the same storyline. <laughs> so it's, it's bad that way. Um, but look, let's let's talk about this we, one. What do you say? If, 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 sorry, the next two do that, can we get away with reusing the same podcast twice? And no, because only one of them has a song. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough, right? So, So, do you want to start us off with this? Yes. As always, we open with Garth Marenghi reading to us from his own book, and he then says some things in Latin to look smart and then has to translate for us. Greetings, traveller. Perhaps you have met me twixt sleep and wait, twixt sleep and wake, or at a book signing. And then he walks down the stairs and he says, thing, you know, his books are all about what ifs, what if rats get parliament. And this episode is something similar, but with a different animal. Um, and then he dedicates the episode to his wife, who does the bulk of his admin. And we get the amazing intro. So 
Dag immediately tells Sanchez off for resting. Sanchez gets up and to refresh himself, takes a glass of water. What's the first thing you notice about this water? Well, it has bits floating in it and it's green. Yes, it's bright green and with floaty bits. Um, they do they play it for real. They play that it's normal water. They do not mention that the water in the water cooler is bright green. Um, after taking, now to be fair, after taking a few sips, Sanchez is immediately a monkey um, with basically a wig and some, some facial hair. Yeah, and a plastic covering on his forehead as well. Uh, yes. That's just weird. Actually, I have so many questions now that I'm thinking <laughs> about the entire episode. But go uh, on, anyway. I, let's I see how we to. go. So... <laughs> Garth tells us how radical the show is. It's flat out, balls to the wall horror. And Dean says, look, this is, it's, it's too out there. They wouldn't make this show today. We were young, we were physically fit, and we were challenging logic. So now we see them. I love Dean's character, actually. Like, he has to mention they're physically fit. It's just these little, and I like how different Dean Lerner and Thornton Reed are as characters, actually. I think he's very good at that. Yeah, I do actually really like Dean. It's such a, it's weird to see his level of confidence, his level of... Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe his character. He's just... He's the kind of person you would like to sit down and actually have a drink with because he's just going to blather on for ages and ages and ages. And you could just listen to him. And it's... I want to see more of Dean, but... Not you, Dean, but, you know, well, uh, the character Dean. Yeah, I'll, I'll lend you something later. Uh, so there's a okay. whole show about him. So um, you'll not want to see more of him anymore once you've seen one episode <laughs> of that show. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. That sounds like a threat. So now, <laughs> now they're in the silly, fake-looking car again. Dag and Sanchez, who is an ape, but he's still completely human, and you know they, they can talk and whatever. And we don't know where they're driving to because they start in the hospital and they're still in the hospital. Um but Douglas has a teddy bear and he takes it into the kitty wing and he says, you know, I brought you a prescription for my own medicine and uh, my own money. Sorry. And the kid says, Dr. Douglas, I owe you everything. And they salute and we have a repeat of the scene from the first episode, basically. What I like about that scene, one is the child actor because it was bad. Again, I love how bad all of it is that I'm sitting there. and I think that has to be delivered. That's <laughs> meticulous detail to uh, um, acting, but just the fact that the child actor, you know, he glances over the camera a few times and small things like that. What I also like about that scene is even though he says, you know, I paid for your medicine with my own money. Don't you dare thank me. It's just that level of, what, what do they call it? Virtue signaling. Yes. Um, he's desperately wanting his hero worship. He's asking to be thanked. Basically. That's it. <laughs> it's like, I'm wonderful, but I'm also humble. Um it's that same build-up of, I want this character to be super cool. How can I make him cool? I'm going to tell, <laughs> deliberately tell the audience, this guy is cool. Look what he does. Um, Pretty ugh. much. And next comes my first laugh-out-loud moment of the show. We just watched this together, and I, I did laugh out loud. Dean then has a cutaway interview where he explains he, <laughs> <laughs> he punched one of the child actors for slagging off Garth's writing. And he says, look, it wasn't really a punch. It was more a back of the hand kind of thing. But he bruised. His face came up a little bit red. There was a bit of a scandal. And he just goes, I don't see this problem. (laughs) (laughs) He says, what's the problem? I don't see it. Even like that is, (laughs) Dean is the character of today who, you know, could have, you know, 
hindsight, maybe that wasn't appropriate. It was appropriate at the time, but it was also like, no, in today's society, I would still slap. Yeah. Or still strike <laughs> a child. It's like, no, no remorse. I don't see how this is an issue. I, but, I, I, I love Dean so much. It's put into the middle of this, what's supposed to be a very touching scene between a doctor and a child. <laughs> yes, the child's all very like, happy no, and everything. Yeah, you know, it's a lovely scene. And it's just like, no, I hit him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So now um, we actually get some medical talk. Dag says to an extra, take these files and mentions, I think, an ECG or something. So there's a little bit of medical talk. They still don't do any medicine in the episode, but he mentions that some medicine might have happened at, at some point. Um, and then he pauses very awkwardly whilst going to take a drink of green water, but then doesn't and waits for his cue when uh, Thornton Reed calls him into the office. So he doesn't drink the water. It, very, very, very not subtle about this water. Um, it's not just me, because I've seen this episode a million times. Like, this is your first time watching it. It's very, very clear yeah. to any idiot that it's the water, right? Yes, of course it is. The amount of music, the uh, zoom in, uh, <laughs> the fact that the entire, they have one scene where it's uh, normally between scenes, they'll show Dark Place Hospital and they actually have a filter of Dark Place Hospital right. being seen through the green bitty water. <laughs> um, so it's quite clear that they're making a lot of like, I forgot about the water's that. fault. Yes, um, but, but the actors do not realize, like they, there's no reference to the fact that the water is green or anything like that. I mean, it's it's bright green. It looks like Monster Energy drink. It does. So they have their morning meeting. Dean and Douglas say they'll have coffee and they're very obvious. Would you like some water? No, I'll have a coffee instead of the water. And they make it very clear who's drinking the water and who isn't. And they all hold their cups in together so we can see a top-down shot of two green waters and two brown coffees. So it's very, very clear who has drank the water. And we get bad drinking sound effects that sounds like water like gargling. And cups being flanked together when everything is polystyrene. <laughs> yes. And now we see Liz and Sanchez, they drink the green water. Um, now we get weird swooshy sound effects while we watch Liz transform into a monkey. And then monkey Sanchez gets called away to do a surgery. And then we don't actually see the surgery. Um, now, Sanchez is doing quite well. This is his second dose of water. Liz immediately is a monkey, dragging her ass around the floor, walking around like on all fours, having to get carried by the hand. She immediately regresses. I don't know if that's just like, if it's disrespectful or if it's actually like she's a better actress, but it's, you can clearly tell that the writers were just happy. They didn't have to write a woman's part. It was like, oh, great. We don't have to worry about that <laughs> yes. now. Great. And she is incredibly simian. I love her transformation sequence as well because they didn't do that for um, the other guy. But it's it's just, they do it shot by shot of them applying more and more makeup. But hairy eyebrows and so forth. The, yeah. the camera changes angles. So the background is constantly <laughs> jumping around. Even though it's Liz's face is in focus. Um, I like it. It's brilliant. And then we have a cutaway with Todd Rivers who says, you know, I watched this back years later and I was really worried that the makeup would be ridiculous and sort of <laughs> naff, but no, it's, it still looks great. Does it look great, Robert? No, it looks hideous. It's, it's plastic <laughs> cap that they just put on and then some side sideburns just uh, slapped on as well. It's it's all hideous, but they've always just blown smoke up. A child would do better at Halloween. Thing. Like a Halloween costume for a 10-year-old would look more realistic than this. Yeah, 
I mean, just yeah. Um, what's the next scene then after this? So the next scene, they go to see the Padre, and it's Julian Barrett again. And Douglas asks for a glass of water, and he says no. He doesn't give him the water. And he says, well, I have a question about evolution, Padre. And he says, monkeys were created by God to entertain us. That's all we know. That's all we know. And he has a weird monkey laugh. I have so many questions. What was the point of that scene? Uh, Um, That's the scene over. So I don't see that there was any point to it. I think they had to get Julian Barrett contractually on his second uh, showing just. It was just, I mean, did they leave the hospital for that scene? I think they drove, yeah, they drove away for it, I think. Okay, that makes more sense because in my head I was wondering why did they have a big wooden and iron door um, in a hospital. But it was just, I don't know what the point of it was. It was just like, let's try and throw a little element of controversy into this. Not like with effort or anything like that, but just in a mocking way. Um, It was strange. It didn't fit in with everything else that was happening. It was a weird scene. It doesn't, doesn't add anything to the episode. And also, why was the Padre laughing at the end? Because they now explain, they, don't, they, they, they tell us, they do not show us, as they're driving away in the fake car, um, Douglas says, the Padre is now a monkey. So the laugh was to give us a hint of that. Um, but I guess they just couldn't afford to do that transformation scene twice. That's... How did he get the water? Uh, if he it... wasn't in the hospital, it was the it... hospital water supply. <laughs> it is unclear... And he's a little bit sinister, and it makes us think that he knows about it already, but it, it's never explained why he knows about it or does the laugh or doesn't want to talk about the water. Like It's not explained. He doesn't want Douglas to drink the water, and that's a good thing, but he has an evil cackle at the end, and it just I'm, I'm just genuinely confused. I think they it... didn't know what they were doing on that scene, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> So now we're in the car and we, take, we get told that Liz poops in the car. Um, Sanchez's surgery goes badly due to his damned monkey hands. And he says, it's not my fault. And then they say, well, the monkey hands, the whole monkey thing is an allegory um, for their, their party days when they would be, you know, animalistic. And they say that they watch each other make love and they drank a lot and all this kind of thing. Uh, Sanchez is sad. He no longer has the best hair. In the yeah. So Sanchez no longer is the best hair in the hospital. Um, and they do a nice scene where, where they, they talk together. And Dag says, look, you were waving your bits around earlier. And he says, I know I'm getting these weird urges. I washed my ass in the church font. And they do finger guns and give each other a pep talk. And then we get like a weird music. And Sanchez hits him on the head with a club that has magically appeared in his hands. And that's uh, Douglas unconscious. And then he has that very strange dream sequence strange dream sequence full of imaginative imagery we are told that it is full of rich and imaginative imagery they're just in a forest with like a red sepia kind of hue over it really and he turns one way and then he turns the other and we get a lot of camera cuts while he turns towards the other camera and back to the other camera and then i saw myself as a monkey and he sees himself as a monkey and then he sees for some reason thornton reed is running away from a whole load of like sexy nurse costume monkeys which is weird um, and then Dag wakes up and they explain that he's been asleep for a month and the monkeys have taken over. Yeah. And that's it's the fact that he wakes up on the floor in uh in the office 
he hasn't grown any facial hair. He hasn't changed at all over the course of a month. He wakes up and uh, Liz is just looking at him and jumps away from him when he opens his eyes. Um, but we're supposed to jump forward a month. A full month, and we see the monkeys walk around in army gear with machine guns. And everyone is just drinking green water just all over the place. Um, the clan rejected Liz, so she's hiding out with Thornton Reed, and she's like walking around, you know, on all fours and things. Um, Reed slowly makes water. Now, they really build up this scene. He says, you know, I need a glass of water. And he takes out a glass and some ice, and he uses tongs for the ice, and he adds one of those little cocktail umbrellas. And he takes about a full minute to make a glass of water, and then he takes a little sip. Yep. Uh, then they say the hospital's running well now. The doctors are working for peanuts. They're grooming each other. Everything's efficient. Now we can afford to build the Douglas kitty wing. And he says, not like this, because the kids are all chimps anyway. And Reed says, you're a fool. And he pines the desk like a monkey after having had that sip, um, which is inconsistent with what happens next. Douglas uh, has all these weird flashbacks. There's this montage of the water, the water, the water. And he says, wait a minute. I still haven't had a glass of water. Oh, no, wait. It is the water. Don't drink that. Look, it's bright green. It's the first time they acknowledge the color of the water. It's also it draws the question that he's been unconscious for a month and he has not had a single sip of water. And Reed hasn't had any either, apparently, and he's been conscious. <laughs> he's probably been drinking coffee or alcohol or something. I don't know. Um, and then they go to great lengths to explain Reed doesn't become a monkey because he only had a tiny sip. Look, there was that line where I said, thank goodness I only had a tiny sip. <laughs> what I love about that scene as well is that they do a cutaway and it's just that level of inconsistency where he's holding the glass in one hand and then he's holding it magically in the other one. Um, just small editing mistakes that I love about this show. Yeah, that I think you I don't would, love you the show. To I'm going to be honest. Ah. I don't love the show, but I do love the amount of small detail nonsense like that. This is the greatest show ever made. No, it really, really isn't. <laughs> so, Douglas now has a revolver, and he says he's going to go sort things out, and Dean says, I'll stay busy here, and that's it. What? You missed a point. He just count the bullets in he his revolver. The bullets and he yeah so he casually mentions that he shot someone but we never saw that it was never it never happened so he's got one bullet down he counts five and then says wait it's one missing oh yeah shot todd or something duncan or someone i can't even remember Dun- who it was one of the extras i guess like it's never explained it's i guess an outtake or something but he runs off anyway then and garth explains the second allegory if we literally pay doctors peanuts will they turn into monkeys um, and now we get him running with the gun and we get the baseline again. Same baseline from the other episode. that so badly. <laughs> <laughs> the actual thing that he says is um, if Parliament keeps paying doctors uh, peanuts, um, will Parliament turn into monkeys? No, no, he asks if the, the doctors will turn into monkeys, I think. I thought he was talking about the politicians. Well, it's one of those cases where he uses they, so I suppose you could interpret it either way. It's not He doesn't then go on to give any further explanation, so we'll never know who's I right. quite liked that little, because it was this show came out in 2007 or 2004? 2004, like, and we're still having this exact same issue that we're not paying doctors enough. Mm-hmm. So to have that, like, a really dumb source quote, quite a relevant issue, I was like, wow, that's a that's a fairly important issue that we're still not dealing with well this was uh, a very so radical I, show you know that was that was a moment when i kind of no it's not a radical show there's nothing <laughs> much. 
you can't just say something's radical and expect it to be radical. Um, oh. It was as after that, I got a little bit invested in the show, and I was actually like, "Oh, I will react the way they want me to actually react." It Good. Was, um, I got immersed after that point. Good. But I then, mean, it gets very like that. To be fair, so we get the same baseline, but um, bum 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 bum, and Dag just runs around shooting the monkey guards with his revolver, and now we go into a storage room that has literally wall to wall racks of storage racks full of cardboard boxes that all say water on them. Um, I guess cardboard boxes were cheaper than actual like water drums for the cooler. Um, and they all just say water on them. There's, I don't know why they have thousands of water storage in this room, but there we go. And we I get mean, cool... row after row. There's a maze made out of this stuff. Yes. We get cool camera angles showing his feet as he walks and like zooming in on his face and things like that. And you said you saw the cameraman in a mirror, which I didn't notice. So well done. There was a mirror that he walks past and you actually see the cameraman behind him as he walks uh-huh. and turns the corner. And I, I love it because it's only for a split second. But obviously, and, like, we don't see that camera angle as him walking towards the mirror. It's deliberately been put there. And he just, I, I that's what I really appreciate. There's small, tiny little details yeah. you'd miss if you weren't paying attention. Um, but it's, it's there for you. Now we see a monkey, which is a, this person's the only one that's like, a, you know, full monkey suit. And it's Noel Fielding, and they, they really don't use him much in the episode. Like, they had Noel Fielding in, he's in a monkey suit, and he's peeing into a water container, and that's the reason that all the water was green. Why does a monkey's pee turn the water green and turn other people into monkeys? They will never even ask the question or answer it. And Sanchez is holding the container, and Dai explains that he's peeing on his erstwhile, which means former friend, and he explains all the big words that he uses. And then Sanchez and Dag has fight, and he shoots, and all the boxes fall, um, on Douglas. Now, now is up, the, go ahead. Up until this point as well, I had been counting the shots. So we shot two guards outside, uh, which was two shots. And then while they were having a bit of a wrestle, he fires three shots into the air and then he shoots again. So he's already exceeded the number of bullets that he had. Right. So um, he points that there's not six bullets, there's only five, gives a throwaway explanation, five. but then shoots six anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it's it's what I like about the show. <laughs> yeah, and now it's the best bit ever. It's the bike chase. So yeah. so we we hear motorbikes, but we only see normal bicycles. Um, it's all speeded up, so they're like very quickly and erratically cycling through the woods. Um, the monkey and Douglas chasing each other. Then they're like weaving in and out of trees and everything with cool synth playing the whole time. I wrote down in my notes: this is amazing. Um, and now Reed joins them. <laughs> Thornton Reed joins them, and now now it's green screened. Yes, yeah, right. so it's green screen for the dialogue. But when they're talking, and um, obviously they can't hear over out in the forest on location, they're not able to record lines. So they just decide to use green screen for any dialogue at that point. Really, really obvious green screen. This is the same location as well for the dream sequence. Yes. So <laughs> it was just absolutely lazy. Let's just have a day down at the forest. Pretty much, yeah. I re- I reiterate, this is amazing. Um, with the synth and everything, the speed it up, the sound effects that don't match the vehicles, the green screening. Reed is a me- just pulls up on a megaphone and tells the monkey to pull over, and then he just falls off, and that's the end of Reed. Um, now the monkey and Douglas go up a little ramp on their bikes, and when they land, we hear car skid sound effects on bicycles in a leafy forest. 
So I think at this point, Douglas legitimately did lose control of his bicycle and had to ditch it, which is why then we have this massive chase scene on foot through the forest. Yes, they now run on foot, and <laughs> now it gets ridiculous. The monkey's swinging on a rope, they're jumping on trampolines, they're going up a climbing frame, like all of this is conveniently in the forest. And then they land in a pile of the water boxes from the hospital, which are just in the forest for some reason. Just there. It's not even, a, it's a little clearing where there was uh, that little obstacle course and it was just grand. Okay, makes sense. I'm invested enough, I'll accept this. And we have a cutaway where Garth does not give us an explanation about any of the proceeding, but instead explains about sweating. And then we cut back to the show. So instead of explaining why any of the last 10 minutes just happened, he just talks about sweating. And now we cut back to the office and all we of a sudden, a, a, everyone's okay. A weird wording. If you cover yourself in antiperspirant, then you just sweat internally and that'll cause cancer. Um, Which I don't was... think is true. No. <laughs> <laughs> it clumps your pores and all of this. And that's science. That's absolutely science. I love that quote. Um, <laughs> but it's just occurred to me. He never, after tackling the thing, the monkey into the boxes... That, that, that's that dealt with. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was so distracted. <laughs> I, I'm annoyed with myself. I thought I was a fiend for detail, but damn it. I that's it. No, that. no I just feeling does like, occur right, again. There's, there's no explanation. If you didn't tell me it was no feeling, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> know. <laughs> they wasted him so much. What I like about that is the idea that they had to approach no feeling and say, hey, you know, would you like to do this part? Uh, dress up as a monkey and pee on another monkey and then run through the forest. Do you think he brought Julian Barrett with him and they were just like, ah, oh, let's do the Padre again, you know? I, I suppose so. <laughs> so now they're back in the office. Everyone is okay, except Reed has a head bandage on from when he fell off the bicycle and definitely didn't bang his head. Um, and now Liz asks very quickly for an explanation of what happens and we get a lot, we get an overdub. So basically the camera looks at a tree and we just get this very, very fast, overdubbed, edited in, pseudo-scientific explanation of nonsense for about a full minute or two. So Liz doesn't even ask the question. It's nearly like uh, Douglas turns around. Liz is slightly covered and then this, it's paused and then we get a very quick sped up version of Liz asking, so what exactly happened? As if they just remembered afterwards, oh, we actually need to explain everything. <laughs> and we have this massive exposition of everything that happened i didn't i didn't listen to most no, of it really, most it of it doesn't just help at all happened. Uh, yeah i think at the end of it douglas says that he administered an anti vaccine or anti vaccine antivirus or uh, a vaccine or something um so essentially douglas saves the day um sure i i think that no one listens to that bit like they just they speak very very quickly it's speeded up it's edited in uh, it's, it's nearly like the terms and conditions of any drug ad <laughs> yeah pretty much so now they all joke at Liz and she says, don't joke about me pooping in the car. And they say, oh, look, she's going bananas. And Reed says the joke and they all laugh. And this time, because Reed said the joke, he gets the joke. But he still glances at the camera a little bit and he says, yes, it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was just simplistic enough. He couldn't not get away with it. What else could you add to it, I suppose? Yeah. But then we're not writers. We don't, I couldn't do I couldn't, I couldn't write something, half of the stuff that has come out of Dean's mouth in this entire show. Um, <laughs> He's the best, I think. 
And then at the very last point, sorry, I'll let you finish this going on. But we basically finish the show within the show. Douglas is on the roof, piano music's playing, and he says, each man must acknowledge the beast within, and then there's a freeze frame as he walks away. I just love how it's nearly they remember, even though they have that funny moment, and, you know, it's a witty line, uh uh-huh, but Douglas has to make sure that this is a horror show. So it's like, (laughs) no, we we have to end on a very low tone. I, I love the tropes where like every episode starts with him and we see him reading his book and then he's walking down the stairs. Every episode has the scene where they laugh in the office. Then he's on the roof for like the final exposition. Like maybe that is a very 80s thing. I don't think we see that as much in shows anymore, but there's these little set pieces like at the beginning and end of each episode. I really like that. I miss that as well. It kind of gives you a sensation of uh, structure for any yeah. show. Um... It's good. Now, Let's talk about the very last thing we see. We cut to the interview guys and they say we'll never ever have an animal impersonator as good as Madeline again. Madeline is the actress who plays Liz. And she's missing, presumed dead. Uh, Dean says they're not going to find anything. (laughs) She was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable. And (laughs) Garth, Garth then has a touching anecdote where Madeline told him that sentence needs a verb and then walked away. And then an 80s love song plays while we see test footage of Madeline. And Dean says, eh, she's probably buried in the Eastern Bloc, if she was even buried. So did Dean kill Madeline? You know, as you describe it at the time, I just thought that's just Dean being weird. You know, it's probably Madeline's absolutely fine somewhere. And then he says, probably buried over this place. And I was like, all right, whatever. So many as you're describing is like, that sounds a lot more sinister now that you're uh, drawing attention to it. Yeah, because he, he literally says, like, she's missing presumed dead, emphasis on dead. Like, yeah, she's, she's probably dead. She's probably dead. <laughs> uh, okay. Hmm. She was like a candle maybe, in the wind. Maybe I wouldn't like to go for a drink with Dean. <laughs> well, I do that's... find this, I, I'm sorry, I find this weird that we have yourself, Dean, and also this character, Dean. I know, that's confusing, especially because each person has like three different names already. For one of them to also be my name just adds to the confusion. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's, yep. If you want to conclude there. Yeah, that, that's the episode. I think it's the best one so far, and I give it a 30 out of 10. I mean, yes, I, I would argue it's the best episode I've seen so far. <laughs> I'm still recovering from last week's episode. I still don't have a single notion of what we watched. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I would say if, if you were going to watch any episode, it would be that one. But yeah. I haven't seen the next two, so I might I be think, saying I might be eating these words. Is this even better than the telepathy episode? Yes. Or the telekinesis, yes, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Do you know, actually, the awful thing is it is I enjoyed it. I don't know if my standards have been lowered. <laughs> if it's a situation where like I've actually climatized to this is my expectation. Obviously, it's a terrible show. And then the standards kind of went up a little bit for this one. But um, the show gets yeah, better know, as it goes along because your standards get lower. Is that what you're saying? A little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing less and less of the editing mistakes um, or even the editing mistakes. They, they've been done like uh, inconsistencies and the seeing cameraman um, in the actual shot itself. I wonder if it's just the joke has gone on too long and there's less to talk about. But this particular episode, yeah, I'd say I really enjoyed it because I've watch the previous three i mm-hmm. definitely think if you were going to miss one it would be the third one it yeah was, 
I, I still like and the first one it. to be honest I would do so far I would just watch the second and the fourth ones to be honest I think yeah you definitely need to climatize you definitely need you can't just tell somebody watch this episode because they're not going to get it they're going to watch it and think was this taking itself seriously <laughs> you, yeah I definitely think the first one set the tone for me it wasn't a particularly good episode but it's still like you were able to see all of there was just so much nonsense well yeah the um, first one explains what's going on I suppose yeah the gates of hell yeah yeah so I quite enjoyed this one anyway so I mean are we and meant I to think guilty. that the monkey came I, from the gates of hell like they, they never really explain why anything happens in each episode I guess it's just that they're really unlucky the gates of hell were <laughs> open and it just means like well our luck has just turned um, I'm actually feeling awfully guilty that I enjoyed this episode why? Like, it feels like I've eaten an entire slab of chocolate cake. <laughs> and I've, I'm happy. It's like, no, this is something that I should be mocking and making fun of. And now it's a situation where it's like, go on, Douglas, get him on the bicycle and stop doing this thing. I, I got invested. When he was well, going around the corner with the box and in the boxes and his gun, and I was actually like, oh my goodness, they're gone. It was, no, I, I'm disgusted with myself. I... That's a good place to stop, I think. I, I love this. I think it's a fun episode. And I know that you can't predict what's going to happen next time. But maybe as we watch the next one, you will be able to figure out which what, what is the reason it's my favorite. I think it'll be very obvious. Oh, well, it's definitely going to be music. If they've got synth music and all of that. Yeah, um... it's, the, it's the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still really enjoy the Skipper song, but... That was also just weird. Oh, but that's got nothing on what we're about to see. So (laughs) put seatbelts on your ears and uh, we'll take them for a ride. That's a Moss IT crowd line. Let's close the gates of hell until next time. All right. See you again. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.